And I believe we do now have Congressman Rodney Davis live on the line with us. Congressman, are you there? I'm here. How are oh, you doing, I'm Jim? doing just great, and thanks for taking the time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, uh, and we are live on the air, so let me just jump right into this, because I have been seeing you quite a bit on my television uh, earlier in the week talking about this memo, calling for it to be released, and now, of course, today it is out, and we've all had the chance to read it. So in retrospect, tell us, why was it so important that we see this? When you said you've seen me on TV, I was afraid you were watching old episodes of Cops or America's Most Wanted, Jim. <laughs> um, so I was glad when you talked about TV interviews. That 1980s mullet was a crime <laughs> against humanity, Congressman. We know that. but Hey, the easy one is I don't have any tattoos on my arms, so, you know, <laughs> that, that knocks me out. Hey, um, you know, Jim, this is about transparency. Look, I, I read the top secret memo. I realize that a lot of that information that was in that memo is what has already been discussed on TV. But after I go into a top secret reading room and I sign a non-disclosure agreement, I can't go out and talk about what's in that memo until it's released to the public. Otherwise, I'm actually committing a felony. So I knew what was in there when I went on to went on to CNN this week, and I wanted the American people to be able to see it and judge for themselves because this in no way impedes the Mueller investigation. What it does is it gives the American people an idea of some of the concerns that people have that maybe FISA court and FISA court surveillance uh, uh, warrants were abused, and I think the American people should judge, not Republicans and Democrats in a in a closed room. But how, how can we judge? Because if this is about transparency, we can't see the underlying classified information upon which this memo is based. We can't see the warrants themselves or the application for the warrant. We can't see what other evidence was provided to the FISA court to obtain the warrant for the surveillance. And people who have seen those things say that this information was cherry-picked. It's incomplete. It doesn't tell the whole story. So how are we able to judge anything on the basis of this memo? Well, I don't. I don't think that's the case at all. And frankly, uh, when you look at when you look at what has happened since this memo became part of the news cycle, since it became available for members of Congress of both parties to go read, I would ask every Democrat that I serve with and every Democrat in Congress, and I hope you do, if they took the time to go down, sign in, take their Fitbit off, take their iPhone out or their BlackBerry out, put it in a a, a little uh, holding area and go into a secure location and spend the 10 minutes it takes to really delve in and read this memo. And I would bet you the statistics would be staggering. An overwhelming number of Republicans, I'm sure, did, and an underwhelming, very underwhelming of de- number of Democrats didn't. Well, but hang on and, a second. I want to make sure I'm clear. You're talking about reading the memo, the memo that came out today. You're not talking, talking about, about... Go ahead. Can't, yes, I'm talking about reading the memo. That shows that we could then have a legitimate discussion today about what was in that memo before it was released. And but, unfortunately, unfortunately, not many did. Now, but, but Congressman, that's, underlying that's, that's, intelligence, yeah, no, 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 the okay. underlying intelligence yeah. that, that I was asked about on Monday on the interview you saw was nothing but a distraction, knowing full well that there is absolutely no way that the thousands of pages of documents that the FBI and many law enforcement agencies submitted to committees of jurisdiction that this memo was actually compiled from was going to get out. Because the Democrats in Congress, the Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee, do not want transparency. I would love for the underlying intelligence to come out. I would love for it to be scrubbed for top secret material. I frankly hope that the Democrat memo gets put out there because I think the American people need to see it all. 
but I guess the point still stands. How do we evaluate the veracity of this memo? Because we can't see what it's based upon. And people who have seen what it's based upon have seen that underlying evidence say it's not complete. It, it tells a, a selective story here. Why are you so sure that this story is the real story? Well, when you have people that serve on the Intelligence Committee that I serve with say to the American people in the media and to me and to us in, in more smaller settings that this was a compilation, there was a compilation of the evidence that had been submitted, the underlying intelligence, if you want to call it, into a four-page memo. And then what the American people should demand, they should demand people like you in the media, Jim, why don't you call Andy McCabe? and ask him about his reference there. Why don't you call some of the names that are in this memo and ask them about the inferences that are in this memo? Can, can, but that's can, what the, but, that's but what can they talk? But Congressman, can, can they talk about that? The underlying material is classified. The president could have declassified everything, but he didn't. He declassified a four-page memo. He didn't declassify everything underneath. They can't, can't tell me about it if they want to. He can't declassify thousands. The, pre- of the pages. president can declassify anything he wants to, Congressman. Why would? Why in the world, Jim? What amazes me is that it's the Democrats right now and liberals. I'm not going to say like you because you were actually a very fair what? journalist, and and I appreciate that. But what is what would have happened is the if the president would have just declassified thousands of pages of underlying intelligence on any issue, not just this one. But, but, but criticism but, would have come from the left that you were you were hurting national security. Perhaps I just wish the Democrats in Washington would actually pick a side of where they want to be on when it comes to America's civil liberties. But here's, but here's my point. I want more transparency. They, of course, have shown me they don't. But you, but you said, why don't we call Andy McCabe and ask him? He can't tell us. It's classified. He's not allowed to say anything. So if, if that stuff isn't declassified, I ask again, how do we judge the, the validity of what's being said here in this memo? And we, the answer is we can't. You talk about transparency, but how exactly have we learned anything that we can make a rational judgment on. So basically what you're telling me, Jim, is that you think people like Trey Gowdy, Devin Nunes, people that have worked in law enforcement, Trey Gowdy was a federal prosecutor, was a, a somebody who tried hundreds of cases, worked with the DOJ, worked with the FBI. He helped compile this memo. What you're telling me is that you think Trey Gowdy and who has tremendous law enforcement experience, a perfect record prosecuting criminals, is going to put something out to prove it to go out if the underlying intelligence that he has access to doesn't match what is in that memo? But you're Congress- calling him a liar? No, Congressman, but what you're telling me is that President Trump's appointed FBI director and his appointed deputy attorney general, who have both said this shouldn't have been released, that it cherry-picks information— are you telling me that they're liars? Because they're on the other side of this saying this should not have been put out. Now, what's their motivation for doing that? They're the president's because appointees. Because it makes the FBI look bad. They're the it president's appointees. It, and, and you know what? If the president decided to take, if the president decided to fire them as his employees right now, you would be in an uproar. And then the debate would be, why did you fire them? I think the president did the right thing. Because he wants to make sure that the FBI has the ability to answer these concerns. Now, this is exactly but, why. But, but they can't, this though. Is exact- Isn't oh, that the point again? The FBI will. can't oh, answer no. them because the, un- the underlying info is classified. How, how can they do really, that? They easily, because they can get out there. 
they can actually talk about what is true, what is a true FISA warrant request. Let's let the American people hear. And that's exactly what this memo does. But they can't either you're for what transparency, they used. Either you're for transparency, Jim. Or you're not. Congressman, I am, but they can't, can't divulge no. they can't divulge what they used for the FISA warrant. The memo says that the Steele dossier was the essential part of the warrant. And, and if that's not true, how would we ever know that? The FBI cannot reveal what was in that warrant request. It's, it, it would be illegal. They'd be breaking the law to do so. I believe the memo also says that the Papadopoulos meeting was used for initial FISA for the initial FISA court Essen- Essential part was a term from the memo, that this was essential part of the of the repeated applications because they had to reapply every 90 days. And, and I think it's very telling, though, Jim, I think it's very telling that we're even having this debate because I want federal agencies, state agencies, and agencies at all levels of government to be more transparent. And frankly, I think this is this memo shows that there are some grave concerns that there might be political, there might be political people within a federal agency that are working off of their political beliefs rather than doing what's best for the American people. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you serve in the federal bureaucracy, if you serve in the state bureaucracy, local bureaucracy, what have you, you've got to do what's right not what is politically advantageous. And that's why this memo needed to come out. The FISA law was just recently reauthorized. I voted for it. What what changes were made then to prevent this sort of thing, to address what you see as these abuses here? What was changed in that to make sure this doesn't happen? Absolutely. You know, we've changed since I got to Congress five years ago. We've changed many provisions of the Patriot Act to ensure that American civil liberties are not violated. The problem we have, but, but in the most recent reauthorization, what because if this has been out there for a while now, this memo has been in the works for for a while. What was changed in that recent vote to make sure this? If, you, if you're concerned that this is being abused, what did you do to correct the potential for abuse? You know, that's like saying that because a referee made a bad call in a football game, we're going to get rid of refereeing. The majority of what is happening in a FISA surveillance warrant is to actually go after terrorists. What? Has, what has this has been used for in this instance was truly to go after a campaign that was being run for president of the United States. That's the big change. That's maybe the bad. That's maybe the bad call that people, the FBI, may have made. And now, what we ought to do is move to the next step. Begin the process of declassifying much of the underlying intelligence. Let's begin the process of declassifying the Democrats' response memo because I'd love to hear what they say. And frankly, I'm going to go read that 10-page memo, the 10-page response, when I get back to Washington. But frankly, this all boils down, Jim, to either you want transparency, you want to protect America's civil liberties against any bad apple at any agency, not just the FBI, not just the DOJ, I'm talking the IRS, I'm talking FEMA, the state houses, local townships, local city governments. Civil liberties should matter. And if you don't think they matter, then don't be transparent in this process, because I think it should scare the American people that if there's any question that any federal agent, anybody in this process was using putting politics over over good policy in their work product, then that is wrong. Should Rod Rosenstein be fired? I'm not. No, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to determine who should and should not be fired 
when it comes to this issue. That if he, is going if, to clearly be up to the president. And if he were to make that decision, would there be, in your view, any problem with that, with firing the guy who right now is overseeing the Mueller probe? Jim, if somebody asked me if you should be fired, I would say, I don't think so because he's been very fair to me. But if he were fired, I'm sure I would get a good excuse as to why you were fired by somebody. I guess I would have to wait until the action happened until I could say that it was going to be a good move or a bad move. Should anybody at the FBI be fired over this? Um, that's why the memo's out there. Let's see what happens, because I think it's pretty telling when you have an FBI agent like Bruce Orr meeting with Fusion GPS and his wife being on Fusion GPS's payroll, who was actually in charge of making sure that that dossier was, was being put together. And this is the type of stuff that has to be put out in front of the American people. And anybody who stands in front of that, to me, does not want transparency. Congressman Rodney Davis, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Jim. Take care, man.